Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. It's great to have you with us. While you were watching the Super Bowl this weekend, the rhinos and the Marxist dims of the Senate were secretly working and working against us. The Senate voted to move forward a $95 billion aid package that supports Ukraine, of course, Israel, and Taiwan. No southern border security provisions at all. The package includes $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. The vote had support of, of course, 18 rhinos, with the final vote being 67 to 27. Perhaps the most interesting part of it all was the provision in the amendment that was pointed out by Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. According to Vance, the funding package includes language that makes it impossible for President Trump to terminate the Ukraine war funding into his second term. And if he were to cut that funding, it would be grounds for impeachment, according to the language in the bill. So here we go again. Senator Vance spoke on the Senate floor yesterday afternoon and said enough is enough. The funding of these wars is depleting us and has to stop. One thing that suggests to me is that GDP numbers are awfully fake. If you can't produce weapons to defend your own people, then you can't pretend that your economy is as strong as you might like to think. Unfortunately for Wall Street, we cannot fight wars with dollars and derivatives. We need weapons. We need bullets. We need artillery shells. We need missiles. And America doesn't make nearly enough of those. Not for our own security and certainly not enough to support both the Ukraine conflict and, God forbid, a conflict that might occur in East Asia. So let's specify that a little bit more. We're right now depleting critical munitions, missiles, artillery shells, and bullets faster than we can replenish them, and then we send them to Ukraine. I'm sorry, why does that make an ounce of sense for our own national security? 
Shouldn't we rebuild our own manufacturing capacity before we spend all of it on Ukraine? Shouldn't we make more of our own weapons and gain some self-sufficiency in weapons manufacturing before we send all of those resources to Ukraine? The answer of the United States Senate is apparently not. Vance has my vote to replace Mitch McConnell as Republican leader in the Senate, and I hope it's soon. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas on Meet the Press this week. It actually should be called Meet the Marxist. And still, Mayorkas and the Biden regime refuse to take responsibility for this cartel-owned and operated southern border. Instead, still trying to blame the Republicans in Congress. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis, and well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. The truth of the matter is Mayorka should have been impeached last week and hopefully will be this week. The Republicans should get it right. We'll see. What this regime has managed to do to this border and this country in just three years is abominable, and it will take far more years to fix. President Trump petitioning the U.S. Supreme Court to halt Marxist special counsel Jack Smith's J6 persecution of him. Trump's attorneys made the request Monday seeking the immunity he should be afforded as a former president. Trump's request comes after a three-judge appellate panel ruled against the former president, which means any president could be prosecuted at will if it stands. The Supreme Court has been inexplicable of late, so we wait and we hope for the best. Our guest today, Republican strategist and pollster John McLaughlin. John, great to have you with us. Great to have you back. It's Election Day in New York. The folks of Queens and Long Island heading to the polls to vote for what may be a Republican candidate to fill the seat of former Congressman George Santos. How does that race come out? Well, well, we're doing the polling for Mozzie Pillip in uh, New York 3. She's running against Tom Swazi. And everybody thought Swazi would be the prohibitive favorite because he was a former congressman there. And Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats backed him heavily with millions of dollars. At one point, they were three weeks ago, they were out spending us three to one, seven to one. But it seems that Tom Swazi voted 100% in Congress with Joe Biden, supports sanctuary cities, bragged about when he was Nassau County executive kicking ICE, the enforcement agency, out of Nassau County. And the number one issue in the race is precisely securing the border and keeping us safe. And over half the voters will tell us that their top issue is, is immigration and securing the border. And whether you're in Queens or whether you're in Nassau County, they're seeing crime go up and they're feeling a lot less safe because you've got an influx of illegal immigrants. And, and you know, it, though, it may be Queens and it may be Nassau County, but when they see New York police officers beat up in Times Square, by a gang of Venezuelan illegal immigrants, and the New York City DA lets them go. They put them on buses to California to get them out of town to facilitate their escape. Um, it just makes it all more important that we've got to we've got to stop Biden and Swazi, and we've got to make sure people get out today, regardless of snow. They got to get out. They got to vote. The polls are open till nine o'clock. Uh, vote where they usually vote, and make sure they vote for Mozzie Pillow. 
And I, I should have pointed out that, uh, to everyone that uh, she's running for George Santos's uh, seat. Uh, it's critically important, I think, one could safely say, for the fortunes of the Republicans in the House, that they uh, maintain a, a, a healthy margin from what is now a slim margin, if they can get there. Uh, you, you feel strongly about that. What do you think about, let's turn to, uh, if you will, what this means in the House of Representatives when the Speaker of the House gets rid of one vote with a three-vote majority uh, a margin. And and now, you know, again, he's on knife's edge, the, the party is, as to whether or not they can control the House that they have a majority in. I mean, it's a preposterous situation, but here we are. Well, I think, I, you know, that's more of what Washington worries about. And I, by the way, I agree with you. The, the, the Republican majority is very important in the House. Without the Republican majority, we would have no of the tens of millions of dollars that the Biden's got on wire transfers from foreign governments and oligarchs, China and Russia and uh, Romania. Uh, we'd have no idea about these things without a, a, a Republican majority in the House to discover it. Um, Joe Biden, he was brilliant the other day when he went out before the uh, before the media because the U.S. Justice Department that he controls, that he's ordered to indict Donald Trump, uh, that Merrick Garland runs, exonerated Joe Biden because he's an elderly old man and won't be able to testify. But they never mentioned really that he's really committed crimes that he should be charged with because when he was a senator, when he was vice president, without presidential authority to declassify, he obtained a lot of uh, confidential secu uh, security documents that might have benefited those uh, oligarchs or communist countries that were sending him money. Um, but he had him in his possession. He had him at the Biden Penn Center where the Chinese gave tens of millions of dollars to. And uh, he's getting off while they're prosecuting Donald Trump on precisely that. So uh, without a Republican majority, we wouldn't know all these things. Yeah, so, it's so it's important. You know, you point out something to me. It's it's hilarious. First of all, you you you're watching the national media the way they start shaping the narrative quickly, and I mean quickly uh, to mm -hmm. their advantage uh, and purpose. And at the same time, when you talk about uh, all of the you know all of this nonsense that is going on, uh, they have the temerity to go after Robert Hur, the special counsel appointed by Merrick Garland. And call him a hack. There, he's a hated person. He he'll be a non-person at some point. This is the guy that doesn't even mention after saying uh, Biden uh, absolutely did, you know retained those records and was uh, reckless with them, and furthermore shared the contents with them. But her himself left out one important part. He also stole the damn records the classified documents. Isn't that an odd thing to do that the, the step precedent or antecedent, if you prefer, is the fact he stole the damn records and her doesn't even say it, but he doesn't even get a thank you or a tip of the hat from either Merrick Garland or Joe Biden. I, I mean, they're a, a bunch of beauties to watch. Yeah, but they're not fooling the American public because in our latest national survey that we completed January 31st, thousand likely voters across the country, Donald Trump was beating Joe Biden 47-43, and he was beating Kamala Harris 50-42. to 42. She's wonderful impeachment insurance. 
But in the meantime, uh, 69% of all voters say politics has play, played a role in the uh, indictments of Donald Trump by Joe Biden. 57% say Joe Biden played a role in the indictments of President Trump. And 54 to 34, they say all Americans say there's a double standard of justice in the country where Donald Trump gets prosecuted, but the Bidens go free. And 56 to 36, they say, don't let the courts decide the election. Let the voters decide the election. Right. And so the voters, are, the majority of American voters are not being fooled right now. And the one thing I found really interesting about you pointing at the press, during the Trump campaign in 2020, President Trump called me the night before his second debate against Joe Biden. And he said, you know, some people are telling me I shouldn't bring up the Hunter Biden laptop. They, they said, you know, that that's not important. To which I said to the president, I said, that's interesting because I have a, a battle, a survey of battleground voters right in front of me that your campaign just did, that we just did PU. And when we asked them off the top of their head, um, if they're a Biden voter, what do you like least about Joe Biden? And the number one answer was old age, that he's too old. But they were still voting for him. Yeah. If you were yeah. a Trump voter, you said he's corrupt and he's a crook. And I said, of course, you have to bring it up and you have to make an issue of it. To, and the rest of it is history. Donald Trump had his campaign had uh, Bob Alinsky there the next day. And they, Hunter Biden's partner talked about what was on the laptop, the business deals, et cetera. And the mainstream media censored it. They could, the New York Post that broke the story was censored off the Internet by Twitter, yep. by Facebook, by all these other, and the FBI and all these foreign policy experts were saying it was Russian disinformation. And, but, and think, think about the idiots to this day who say, well, you shouldn't relitigate 2020. You shouldn't say it's rigged. You shouldn't do this. And, and I say on this podcast, uh, every, every opportunity, it was rigged. The FBI was in on it. The intelligence community was in on it. The attorney general was in on it because he's the one who dispatched all of those FBI agents over to social media, to Facebook, to, to Twitter. And we're not playing kids games here. This is a crooked, rancid intelligence community, FBI and Department of Justice that went after Trump and they got him. They got him. They got all of us. We're talking with John McLaughlin, and we're going to talk some more politics right after these quick words. Stay with us, please. Folks, you know I beg everyone to get ready for the next crisis, and when it comes, our lives will likely change overnight, whether it's natural disaster, war, or another disease. We have to be ready as we can be. We saw what happened in 2020 when we found ourselves dependent on global supply chains. We're still dependent on China and other countries for more than 90% of all our pharmaceuticals. With clusters of respiratory illnesses popping up around the world and here, we need to be prepared. And now is the time to make certain you have what your family needs when the next crisis hits. Our good friends, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Drew Pinsky over at The Wellness Company have put together just what you and I need with The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit. 
And now the wellness company's medical kit provides a solution critical to you and your loved ones. This emergency kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, z and ivermectin for you to keep on hand, along with a guidebook for safe use. From tick bites to biochemical events, every medical scenario is covered. Be prepared for whatever comes next. Go to twc.health slash Dobbs and grab your medical emergency kit right now. Go to twc.health slash Dobbs now. That's twc.health slash Dobbs. Put in promo code Dobbs and save 15% at checkout. Take control of your health today with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. Prepare today. Be ready tomorrow. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back with John McLaughlin. John, just talking about some history going back to the rigged election of 2020. And uh, a lot of people say, oh, don't talk about that. Don't don't discuss that. The reality is that historians will be talking about it for decades, for centuries to come, because that was the greatest mortal blow to the republic, uh, because it was a an absolute conspiracy to alter history by changing the vote. Uh, so where do we go this year? Where will President Trump be focusing? Because he has to deal with it, it seems to me, has to deal with it uh, and has to deal with uh, the fact that the presidential election interference is is at a, an extraordinary red hot level of trying to impede him, block him at every turn. He is still target number one for the Marxist Dems who run the federal government uh, and who run this administration. Well, I tell you, to pick up on the last point I was mentioning, where to go, Joe Biden with the, her report, I thought he was brilliant when he went out and because her said, we're not going to prosecute him. We're going to let him off, yeah. but we're still going to prosecute Donald Trump. And when Biden went out there, he attacked her for saying he was too old. When you're too old, that's not a crime, at least not yet. So it's not an impeachable offense. So, uh, uh, but they are going to, the, the Biden campaign, the hurdle, one hurdle we have left is they've indicted Donald Trump uh, four times last year, uh, whether it was Alvin Bragg, whether it was Fannie Willis, who now we find out her low-level attorney boyfriend, who's the prosecutor, uh, had eight-hour meetings twice at the Biden White House. I don't know why he was there, but I'm sure I, I could take a pretty good guess who's getting his yep. instructions. 
Um, and Merrick Garland uh, was appointed Jack Smith because he was pushed by Joe Biden to indict Donald Trump. So, so basically, the Biden strategy at this point with Donald Trump is after they've tried to prohibit him from being on the ballot, they've tried to confiscate his wealth through the attorney general in New York City or New York State. Um, and, they, and these indictments, they're relying on a criminal conviction of made up charges that nobody's ever been convicted on with these laws that have years of jails and penalty to try to make Donald Trump the Nelson Mandela of America. And they want to they want to have a conviction. And they've got all the pollsters. Like, I got a lot of calls from the media this week, past week, okay. saying, well, what about this poll, like the NBC poll that says if he's convicted, then instead of being ahead, he's down by two. And it's coming from the Biden campaign. They're lobbying the pollsters to ask, what if Trump was convicted of a felony? They don't say which felony, they don't say whatever. But the Biden campaign, and Biden's mad at Garland, that's been reported, uh, because... You know, uh, uh, he gets let go because he's too old. But in the meantime, he wants Donald Trump convicted and he wants a trial to happen. And that's what their campaign strategy is, is to basically indict your leading political opponent and then convict him and put him in jail. And that's stuff around the world where people are like, this is what the communists did. Yeah. This yeah. Don't lecture us about democracy, Joe Biden. Well, you know, as we get into that. Let's talk about what the media has done with the her report, and it's really a, it's a, a terrific lesson in managing the narrative for the benefit of the Marxist left, the Marxist Dem candidate, uh, and uh, the the masters of this puppet, uh, Biden. They started out with the her report saying uh, he uh, was in possession of top classified, top secret documents and that's the first headline first takeaway then it becomes uh, that in point of fact he shared them with others and uh, that becomes then the story and then uh, suddenly the story they kind of get down to the memory loss issue and that then explodes across the, the airwaves and uh, across the headline uh, the headlines of major newspapers all marxists of course and then they manage it down to, well, you know, it is about his memory and it is about his memory loss, his impairment, but it's really about his age. And so let's talk about the age. And of course, that you open up and it includes Donald Trump. We can talk about age as disqualifying, not the fact you're a criminal SOB in the, in the White House. Uh, it, it's extraordinary to watch the way they work. Uh, and with uh, the her report, uh, Merrick Garland, suddenly, suddenly Biden is lashing out at her. Biden is lashing out at Merrick Garland. The, the headlines are all Garland is going to be the uh, the dupe. Uh, he's going to be the scapegoat uh, for the Biden uh, <laughs> Biden incapacity uh, as president, physically and mentally. And to think that once they make that decision, uh, here's her who's been extraordinarily careful with his report is now enemy number one for the Biden White House. Here's Merrick Darlin has done his bidding all the way through. And now it's manifestly clear because Joe Biden is on record as insisting that Merrick Garland put uh, Donald Trump in jail. And no one picks up on the, the syllogism. It's, you have to invert it a bit. But the syllogism that leads us to leads us to know clearly, Joe Biden is running the Justice Department. Exactly. But and, and he's the most corrupt president in the history of the country. 
and and he's probably the greatest failure as donald trump says the worst president in the history of the country but you know what you've hit on you've hit the nail on the head it's like you know i used to work in the 80s for uh arthur finkelstein who was one of the pollsters for ronald reagan and had worked for richard nixon and he always says that you know a crook can beat a fool joe biden's a crook and 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 he's he's basically creating a diversion about his age because they think they can even up well donald trump's older you know almost as old as i am you know in fact that he's donald trump's in great health he's got all he can get up in front of a crowd speak for two hours then i i saw this in iowa he he you know get right in get right in a motorcade go to the next place do another two hours and he he he, you know, and the guy's a workaholic, and and he's he's sharp, and and people love him. But uh, Joe Biden can't even get out two sentences. But the uh, but the crazy part about this is when they put Biden out there, they change the whole conversation. The fact that instead of prosecuting this corrupt president, we're letting him off because he's too old. Well, Joe Biden knows he has all the delegates. He's the only candidate filed. He's got all the delegates lined up. He has the nomination. They've had this charade going on for four years. They're gonna, ha- they'll, they'll argue about is he too old, and they'll try to even it up with Trump because they, they, they claim that you know <laughs> that Biden knows what he's doing. But the, but the reality is, it's dangerous. And we put out a battleground survey where we asked, you know, the, Joe Biden's weak points, and you've got all these voters that are telling us that it's a, it's a definite or a somewhat weak point for Biden. 82 percent 58 definite 82 percent total saying it's a weak point his state of his health and mental fitness 79 percent saying immigration open board policy 76 percent say inflation and rising prices 75 saying stopping iran from getting a nuclear weapon but in effect they know they've got a problem with age but it's not as serious a problem as if he's you know a corrupt president who basically has corrupted the Justice Department, corrupted the entire government, taken tens of millions of dollars from foreign governments and sold us out. So uh, they've got the media all chewing about his age instead of chewing on him about his corruption. Yeah. And his, his try, he's trying, he still has his Justice Department moving ahead and prosecuting and trying to jam in the trials against Donald Trump, which is yeah. just unbelievable. It is incredible, and we're going to talk about more that's incredible about this extraordinary uh, and existential presidential election year. We're talking with John McLaughlin, the, the political strategist for the Republican Party and pollster for President Donald J. Trump. We'll be right back. Stay with us, please. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with John McLaughlin. And John, I want to go to this business that's going on with the Democrats right now. Uh, Kamala Harris says, you know, she will, she's ready to serve if she, if necessary, under the the unspoken part, under the 25th Amendment, if it's necessary. Uh, she didn't seem uh, unwilling at all in any way. She, and I thought it was good of her to acknowledge her interest in serving the public further as president. Uh, no one wanted to pick that story up. Politico did. Uh, and now at the same time, we are hearing rumblings at Michelle Obama, uh, my good friend Cindy Adams, uh, her source is telling her that she's running. It's that simple. CEOs and so forth she talked with as far back as 2022. So uh, David Axelrod is uh, denying all of it. But interestingly, Barack and Michelle are not. What do you make of it? Um, I think it's all hypothetical right now because Joe Biden's in control. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me of like there used to be a a, a mob leader in New York, uh, uh, Carmen Gigante, and he used to be walking around Greenwich Village in a bathrobe, mumbling to himself when he was running the the, the mafia families in New York. Although that name supposedly doesn't exist, but it, the crime syndicates in New York City, but it was all a charade so that the FBI couldn't indict him, uh, wiretap him, and couldn't indict him. But they they eventually got him. Uh, but Joe Biden's like that. They pretend he's this doddering old grandfather type. But in the meantime, he's got total control of the Democrat Party. All the delegates are going to be committed to him. He doesn't have to release them to anybody. He's he can, you know, he's got he doesn't want to let control because he knows just how bad uh, his own crimes were and how how guilty his own family is. And if he lets control, he might get he might get impeached or indicted. So uh, so I don't. So control of anything so if if you're if you have to make a decision here is joe biden a hapless uh mentally cognitively impaired uh, old geezer whose brain is shot or is he a conniving clever irish politician uh, who has built a wall around himself quite intentionally and is going to carry all of that uh, to further power uh, and advance as the candidate uh, uh, for the 2024 nomination of his party. I think you have to look at what he's done and you realize he's really in control because he really has opened the borders up. He's really allowed tens, you know, millions, but maybe over 10 million, 15 million illegal immigrants into the country that are going to change the country because sooner or later, the Democrats are going to try to enroll them in, in voting. I mean, they're going to try to legalize non-citizen voting. Or, and the latest euphemism for illegal immigrants is that they are um, migrant Americans. Sure. <laughs> like, they're not undocumented, undocumented Americans. That's right. Right. So, so it's like, but he did that. 
he 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 knows exactly what he did. Alex Soros visits his White House quite often. They fund the the nonprofits that bring the these uh illegals into the country and then scatter them around the country where they want them. And uh so he did that. I mean he 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 basically he didn't enforce the sanctions that allowed Iran to get a hundred billion dollars so they can fund terrorism. He also he he basically pushed through the spending packages that triggered inflation that he got enough foolish Republicans in the Senate to vote on that have, and there are plenty of them. Right. And uh and and you know that's why we didn't pick up Senate seats in the twenty two election because they were signing on to the spending instead of standing them up. And uh uh you know so you have and then you have crime going up in the cities. He did these things. He basically pushed, it's been reported in the New York Times, he pushed Merrick Garland to indict Donald Trump. He, yeah. he, he, he knows Donald Trump after Afghanistan has been ahead of him in the polls. He knows Donald Trump can beat him. And he basically, uh, uh, you know, he wants to see his opponent indicted, convicted, and sent to jail rather than facing him in the November 5th ballot. So, yeah. I, so I don't, you, you, if, if, if the things that he was doing were innocent and harmless and he was protecting our country, you could say, oh, yeah, he's just lost a step. No, this guy is he may be slowing down a bit. He may not do well at a press conference. He may never debate Donald Trump, but he's got enough power and enough, uh, you know, venom in him that he's basically he wants to put his opponent in jail. And that, that you talk about undermining democracy. That's the worst that anyone's ever done to this country it is and with the leadership that is in the republican party on capitol hill uh, whether it is mitch mcconnell whether it is uh, mike johnson uh, they're both suspect for their own reasons uh, one because he's so clever and the other because he's so weak uh, and in the case of mcconnell mendacious as well uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I do know that we've got some good news, and that's Ronald McDaniel, apparently, sensibly, because the president said so, is likely to be leaving after the South Carolina primary. Uh, so two questions follow from that. Uh, who replaces Ronald McDaniel? And can Mitch McConnell be replaced, if not both uh, he and Mike Johnson as the leaders of the Senate and the House? Well, well, those questions are above my power and pay grade, but we'll see what President Trump has to say. But in the meantime, as far as the campaign at the RNC goes, uh, the Republican National Committee, when I worked for Arthur Finkelstein and he was one of Reagan's pollsters, they were able to raise a lot of money. And they're the one campaign organization that can help with resources and manpower and, and financial resources directly coordinate with the uh, presidential nominees campaign. and. It was true when George W. Bush was the nominee, and it should be true when Donald Trump is the nominee, so that we really need to get in there and reform because they're broke. They're going for a line of credit. Can you imagine going into 2024 that they've all the tens of millions they've spent, they've raised and spent it, and it's gone? So I think, think Ronald McDaniel is going to be lucky to just resign, if you take my meaning. Yeah, I think I mean, she should leap at the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, they, they were, there were mistakes made in the 2020 election that they never admitted to. And uh, they wouldn't pay for the president's travel as Air Force One. They wouldn't, unlike past, they wouldn't pay for the polls, which they're allowed to pay. I know that for a fact. Um, but now you've got a situation where 
the Trump campaign is a lean and mean operation. We do have to pay for a lot of legal bills that yeah. Biden's put in this. But uh, you've got Susie Wiles and Chris LaCivita, and one of them should go into the RNC and operationally straighten it out the way, I mean, you know, the way other presidents have done when when uh, when Ronald Reagan was president. You had uh, uh, Laxalt, Senator Laxalt was the general chairman. You had uh, Frank Farenkopf was running it operationally. You had skilled people in there that were, I mean, uh, so I got to ask you, why is President Trump put up with this nonsense? I mean, this is a this woman is a one woman wrecking crew and has been for three cycles. Uh, why put up with this? Why tolerate it? Why put up with Mitch McConnell? Uh, put throws in a bill, a, a trigger to impeach the president of the United States if he if interferes with the Ukraine uh, foreign policy. I, I mean, who puts up with that? Well, I got a feeling that Donald Trump is not going to be putting up with that. And I think that's why there's going to be changes made at the RNC, because we got to win this election. We have no choice, but uh, we have to make changes so we can win this election. So and by the way, you saw last week that this bill that they came out with, the compromise bill that Republicans are signing on, would allow 5,000 illegal immigrants into the country every day. Every Fair day. Minimum. Every day. Illegal immigrants. Some more terrorists. More I criminals. I mean, this I is just great and they're saying and they and they were saying the great part is they were telling president trump the media and these these dc establishment people are telling president trump oh it's your fault that this went down and he's like saying thanks for the credit i'm going up in the polls it's like the voters support me this Amen. is a really bad idea and uh so you know we we just gotta you know the campaign We'll, we'll keep running the campaign, and, and he's got he's got great people in there. Jason Miller doing the communications. As I said, Susie Wiles and Chris Osovia doing a great job. There's lots of people trying, Jack. There's, there's a very good team, but President Trump leads us, and his gut instincts have been really good. <laughs> this, really good. Well, this time we gotta we gotta add to those instincts. We've got to add to real security on uh, on the balloting, and make sure that we don't get run for fools by the Marxist Dems because we don't have uh, any choice, as you said. We've got to win this, and John McLaughlin will be helping the president do so, uh, and is doing so now in 2024. John McLaughlin, is always great to have you with us. Thanks so much. Thank you, Lou. Thanks to John McLaughlin. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Join us here tomorrow for The Great America Show, our guest, the Alex Jones. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, and Frank Speech, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. And may God bless America. America.